0: Recording has begun Really? Cool Hello everybody, I am Aaron and this is... I'm Jeff And we are The Final Word with Jeff and Aaron It's been uh, a little longer than normal Kind of crazy couple of weeks
1: I mean, we had, what was it, Memorial Day?
0: Yeah, Memorial Day I'm
1: just going to consider that the reason I'm good with that Yeah, And
0: we're doing it early because I'm leaving town tomorrow So, you know, there you go
1: So basically you get one for the price of two
0: Something like that Anyways, today we will be talking about privacy. In particular, privacy as a right, a privilege, where does security come involved with all of this? We're going to kind of have a fun little conversation and and see where it takes
1: us, as we always do. So what, uh, what brought on this topic?
0: Um, so the other day I came across... I didn't really read the article. I kind of skimmed it.
1: Ah, uh, so you did what literally everyone in the world does?
0: This is sadly true. I read a
1: headline and now I'm, yeah. You
0: know I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an article in the New York Times, or not an article, it was a uh, opinion piece in the New York Times by um, Sunder, Sunder Pichai, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, one of the uh, execs at Google. I, Sorry,
1: Sundar Pichai, if we mispronounced your name, because yeah. I'm sure you're listening.
0: Yes. Anyways, the the title is Privacy Should Not Be a Luxury Good. Basically, uh, and then there was a response from uh, Apple, because they saw it as a bit of a subtle jab toward themselves. So, for those who may not know, or care, or I don't know.
1: Probably care is the more yeah, important
0: one. Yeah. Um, Apple one of their big selling points at this point is user privacy. Uh, you know, and specifically they all of their devices, they really push that they don't store any of the private information up in the in Apple's cloud. They don't sell anybody's informations, they don't anybody's information, they don't data mine all of that kind of stuff, which is pretty much the exact opposite of Google and Amazon and a lot of other companies.
1: So, yeah. So basically we're going to try to this dissect these two models, um, Google versus Apple more or less. Yeah. I mean, we're using them as the archetypes for, for what they actually are, but yeah. it's a, it's a pretty good example yeah. and try to decide if one of them is preferable to the other. Um, and, and so that's kind of basically how this, this one's going to run down is we're first going to discuss this privacy as a luxury good. And then we'll probably switch over to asking the question is Data mining actually ethical. Right. Uh, should it be done? Is it worth the effort and the lack of privacy?
0: And we will also discuss exactly what data mining is. Also
1: true. And then we'll probably discuss the difference between data and data. ha huh.
0: huh. 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 you... Actually, I was asked that question um, totally randomly the the other day. Um, somebody said, "You know, as an IT person, is it data or data?" I was like, "Kind of depends contextually."
1: I mean, I've always heard that data is when you have one thing and data is the plural. What, but that doesn't make any sense because they're both kind of plural. Right. And you can't have one point of data.
0: Right, but you could have one point of data. I don't know. It's just like, it totally... I think it's, it's, I
1: think it's probably the same thing as the people who say soda or Coke or pop. It's right, probably it's just the, a regional slash Yeah, I feel like I say thing. both
0: of them just... I don't know.
1: I mean, the only data that really matters is... Is,
0: is Star Trek. Yes, data, you got it. Data, Android. Um,
1: and then after we finish talking about data mining, we'll we'll wrap it up. About by data about, mining. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, we'll wrap it up by talking about the very, like, easygoing uh, question of... Uh, is loss of security worth the convenience? Yeah, indeed, yes. Um, so, let's, let's start it back out to the top. Should privacy be a luxury?
0: And... I'm of the opinion that privacy should be like an intrinsic human right. My feeling, though, isn't so much that um, every company out there must value human privacy. But everybody should have that
1: right to privacy. They can choose Mm -hmm. to give up that right. And I very much agree with you on that. So I view privacy kind of like blood. In other words... People can't take my blood. It is my blood. Please do not take my blood. However, I can donate my blood, or in some cases, sell my blood and get money back.
0: That that makes sense. It's kind of a creepy analogy. Are you
1: kidding? It's like it's a perfect a, analogy. It's a, no, it's a, I'm not saying it's not a good analogy. I'm just saying it's a little creepy. Can you think of anything else that you, that people taking, yeah, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> get that smirk off your face.
0: And FYI, FYI, I'm thinking semen.
1: Oh, I was like, I was like damn it, I can't think of a funnier thing. Ah. You win. You
0: win this What were one. you thinking?
1: No, I was trying to think of something that wasn't semen to undercut the fact that uh, you were going to say semen. Got it. Also, I think we've said the word semen enough times to say it about three more times, right? Ejaculate? Ooh, that's a good one. Sputum, I believe, is another one. Ooh, I don't know if I've heard that one. Yes. Anyways. um, Moving s- on. So, yeah, but, um, basically that's my thought, is I think um, people have a right to privacy, but it's theirs. It's a physic not a physical, but an intrinsic thing that they own. Mm-hmm. And it's up to them to maintain their ownership of it. Yeah. Um,
0: and I think what it kind of boils down to at least, you know, in the US and probably most countries is a it's the government kind of providing or protecting that right. So you could look at it look at it as the the, the right of free speech. The government cannot um, in, infringe on your right of free speech. However, a private organization like on Reddit or Facebook, they can say this type of speech is not okay. Yeah, and that is totally okay. However, and this is the the key thing, you have the right not to use that yes service. So for me, it's kind of along the lines of the government should not infringe on my right of privacy. That is not really set in stone anywhere. Um, However, if you want to use say Google services, which are primarily, primarily free, the big reason being is they will mine your data, which we'll get into. That's totally your right to do that. If you want to give up your right to privacy to a company for whatever um, service you get, then that's cool.
1: I mean there's a reason why they have those really, really long legal statements anytime you've make a new account, yeah it's then literally saying you agree to doing this, yeah, um, speaking of the government and law, is there any oh right to privacy that's it's not I don't think there's anything
0: officially on the books about it there's definitely a lot of you know laws around wiretapping and um other things.
1: And, I mean, speaking of laws, it's not really a law, but it is a pretty important Supreme Court um, ruling. Uh, now, I don't know if everyone knows that this is what it actually applies to, but Roe v. Wade – Roe versus Wade is actually the right to privacy. Yeah. And it is – a
0: Supreme Court ruling becomes the rule of law. So it, you're, it,
1: It's it's kind of a weird yeah, – but... So,
0: like, honestly, you're – I was wrong. It is actually kind of in the books – and I actually pulled up the uh, the Roe v. Wade Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah. Wikipedia. And we're not going to um, talk
1: about abortion because yeah, that's not a time messy topic um, and yeah. dangerous for this. But the mm-hmm. the fact that Roe v. Wade exists and it's
0: it's basically so Roe v. Wade um, was a part of. I'm going to very quickly summarize this. Um, it ruled that the due process clause of the 14th Amendment cool. provides a fundamental right to privacy. And as such, that protects a pregnant woman's pregnant woman's liberty to choose. The key for us here would be that fundamental right to privacy, which is kind of interesting because, I mean, I think 90 plus percent of the people, if not more, and, I, and myself included, honestly, up until just now, was Roe v. Wade was a woman's right to choose, when really it was they have a right to privacy, thus they can do whatever they Want with their body because it's nobody else's business. Yes, um,
1: and that has some pretty interesting implications for what all is going on in, in you know, Alabama and right. all those kind of states. Because if they do overturn Roe v. Wade, that has more ramifications than just um, the horrible thing that you know we lose. Yes. Now, more than teachers.
0: likely, moving off of topic, but um, a Supreme Court could rule to overturn just one part of a ruling.
1: Well, that's at least somewhat promising. I yeah. mean, still, you know, pretty terrible. Work, yeah,
0: it's still on, but on not a not an enjoyable thing to think about, which we're
1: not going to do right
0: now because, you know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's
1: yeah. So, we basically, we do have this right to privacy. Um, and we give up that right by purchasing certain uh, so softwares and it, stuff.
0: So, this is the the text of the 14th Amendment. That's kind of the important part of it.
1: Okay. Um, we're amendment reading yes. now,
0: folks. Um uh, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subge- subject to do the, well, I'm going restart
1: that
0: <laughs> All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. That's the big thing.
1: So it's basically the saying due process. if you're a citizen, you can't have a, – a state cannot make a law that infringes upon your rights as a citizen. And it's
0: basically – this is what kind of allows – Without somebody, due process. Right. This is what allows somebody if a cop knocks at your door, you do not have to let them in. Interesting. Without a warrant. And the warrant is the due process part. So there really
1: is, from a government standpoint, a right to privacy. So which one of privacy, which category does privacy fall under? Life, liberty, or what was the other one?
0: It's life, liberty, or property. I kind of want to say privacy is a property. (laughs) That's kind of, I think, probably where it would fall under. Or life. But then again, really what the Supreme Court ruled was that the due process... Falls into the right of privacy yeah. that you cannot have your privacy violated without, without due, due process. process,
1: and this makes sense, right? I mean, yeah, if we if the the cops suspect that there's a dangerous person in a the house, they go through the right legal proceedings to get a warrant and then go into the house. Yay, law and order. Yeah, you know, done um, done.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's that's the whole point of a warrant and whatnot. And so, really, kind of what it comes down to at this point is. We can argue about whether the government is actually spying on us or not. That's a whole other fun topic that, you know, falls into Fun's conspiracy theories and Join us for
1: our other podcast, Conspiracy Theories. Yes.
0: We could talk about PRISM. That was the whole government spying. Anyways, (laughs) moving on. Um, So at this point, it really comes down to private companies and how they handle your privacy or or not. Yeah. And and that's becoming a big deal now because how much stuff we share on the internet and how much stuff is digitized and out there for the taking on some level. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I, I think really, I don't know of any company that specifically infringes on your, your right to privacy without first getting your tacit approval by either visiting their website. Right. Like, yeah, there's some pretty shitty websites out there. If you ever want to feel super paranoid, go to uh, Yellow Pages or WhitePages.com mm-hmm. and Google your name. They'll give you everything you need to know about you, most likely. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I think the one company that has um, skirted the boundary, if you will, yeah. would be Facebook.
1: Facebook, well, I mean, they, they're they the ones that are definitely in the most heat for right
0: and, now. And it's not just because they've done some really questionable things, it's because they have done questionable things that go against their own terms of service.
1: Really? I didn't know they went against their own terms of service.
0: Um, like mildly so, but- One of those
1: gray areas that Mm. businesses love to be in?
0: Yeah, it was, um, it was, uh, the, the Cambridge Analytica whole crazy leak was against the terms of service they have with- the app makers themselves where, uh, so I'm sure everybody or not everybody, I'm sure most of you have heard of the Cambridge Analytica.
1: And if not, can you remind me? Cause I, so I've heard of the company and I remember there was a so snafu. Cambridge of
0: Analytica was, um, is an analytics company, shockingly enough. And you know how on Facebook they have take this survey and find out, you know, yeah. who your perfect mate is or what Disney pre- princess are you? Right. Or what, you know, anyway, so, Oftentimes when you click on one of those links, you are agreeing to have your data shared with whatever company has created that link. And most of the time there's actually saying this by clicking here, you are allowing this app to access X, Y, and Z from your – that's totally okay. However, what Cambridge Analytica did was um, very Mm -hmm. underhanded where – They created uh, an app like that. I don't remember. It was different surveys. And then they sold that data to, or data, (laughs) to um, various uh, political groups and whatnot. Okay. And from what I remember um, was part of the terms of service was that Cambridge Analytica or other companies like this could not sell your data directly. They could use it for advertising purposes or other things. I don't remember all of the the details. Um, it's all out there. That that was the big thing. And then there was the and then it got leaked. And that was the big thing. But um,
1: so so this actually kind of leads me to an interesting topic in terms of this. So before I said, you know, privacy is an intrinsic thing that I own, but I can give it away for you know if I mm-hmm. want to or if I get something in profit. Mm-hmm. I think that's a one step process. If I give Google my information, I think Google has my information. Mm-hmm. I think they can use that information and maybe if, as long as it's not something that can be directly identified to me, they can then sell that information to somebody else. In other words, take the um, – uh, co- what's the word that means a lot of things all at once? Thank you. Uh, information of everyone who's bought a certain thing on Amazon, and then give that information to somebody else. Don't give any names or locations. Yeah,
0: that yeah, out. it's that yeah, anonymized information.
1: Exactly. Yeah, but Google should never give my explicit like name, address, phone number, and stuff to sell it to somebody else because I did not agree that that other company can have it.
0: Agreed. Yeah. So basically, like you can say, "Hey, Google, have all my information," but then I could say, "Hey, F- Facebook, you know, I'm giving you the middle finger. You can't have."
1: Yeah, anything. And if but then if it gets it from Google,
0: then it's kind of like, well, screw you, Google. Yeah.
1: And, and
0: I mean, the the biggest issue with all of this is as long as you agree, I, I don't think there's anything illegal about Facebook or Google or Amazon no. collecting your information and she, doing
1: sometimes, yeah. but nothing illegal. Yeah. It only I think it only becomes illegal when they kind of, like, violate that trust. Right. And, and it again, defin- that's not even a legal thing. That's right. just it's a... Like
0: it's an ethical thing. Yes. And I think where Facebook especially has gotten into a lot of hot water is because what they've done is very underhanded. Yeah. In the sense that people don't realize yes. how much of their data they're giving away to Facebook when, you know, they have a public profile and so many things by default are public. Yes. Yes. And Which private should be the default option, right? And and it's changing that is not the most obvious thing. And there's no, like ten like, different places. Yes, it's terrible, you know. And so you you know you post a picture on Facebook, not realizing that not only can you see it and your friends see it, but your friends of your friends and the friends of them, everybody can Anyone. see this picture. And w- unless you exp- explicitly say otherwise, and, and so you know, for me that it's not illegal, but it's not okay. Yeah, and The issue is just, A, most people don't realize it, and and B, I think a lot of people just don't care.
1: And I think that's an interesting one. I think we're going to see something in the next 10 or so years where I I can imagine a situation where I'm old and gray, you know, 50s or something like that, and I'm talking with, you know, I don't know, some kid. Maybe I'm at a bus stop and this kid's jamming on it. It doesn't matter. And somehow he's like oh, you, you don't use this new service? Why aren't you using the service? It's great. It hacks. It, it connects to literally everything, and you get to know everything about everyone. I was like, That's now I respect one. my privacy. And the kid will be like, what's privacy? Right.
0: So there's a... Um, it's, a
1: it's a very hyperbolic situation, yeah, but, but...
0: Well, so there's a book called The Circle, and they actually made a movie out of it, and the movie wasn't very good. Uh, I would suggest reading the book. It's basically about a a company called The Circle, which is already kind of a... Creepy name,
1: yeah. Anything, anything with like a basic shape as yes. a name, and is... especially
0: the at the beginning of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's basically it's about a company called the Circle, which you can kind like of the
1: Pentagon. Yes, it's a basic shape. It is a basic with shape with the in front yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh,
0: Sorry, <laughs> the Pentagon's not a company though. It's a building. is it though?
1: I mean, our government is kind of a company. Yeah,
0: nonprofit. Are you kidding? I, I know. Anyways. Should be anyway. So it's about a company called The Circle, and they're kind of like a, a conglomeration, if you will, of Google and Amazon and Apple. I kind of think of like okay. every single okay. Facebook. I'm sure every this single... is probably
1: a Black Mirror episode on the same thing.
0: Probably, and it's basically um, the company, you know, wants to collect everybody's user data on everything, and they fundamentally believe that everybody should be open about everything so they believe that privacy shouldn't exist mm-hmm. and not in an underhanded way like they're not trying to be creepy about or not they're, they're creepy about it but they're not trying to they're uh, being overt trick about it. yeah they're being completely overt about that's it. that's interesting and and it's an interesting book because of How especially like the people who work at the company kind of drink the Kool Aid and be like, yeah,
1: of course I'm going to post this photo for everybody to see. I have nothing to hide. Yeah. Um. And see, that's interesting that you bring that up because one of the things I was going to mention between what Facebook's doing and what Google's doing, for instance, is at least Google. It's kind of universally understood. If I'm using a Google service, it's going to be everywhere. Right. That's kind of what Google does. Whereas Facebook, it was a little bit more and especially because you know it's family photos and that kind of stuff it was more personal whereas Google kind of has this more like business aesthetic and also Google
0: your your information is more or less kind of kept within Google to an extent more or less yeah you know like they, they don't
1: usually at least not that I'm aware of Sell my information to like all Allstate,
0: right? I mean, they might on they. I'm sure they sell information on an anonymized basis, like which you were talking be, about. Which earlier. makes sense.
1: I'm okay uh, with yeah. this.
0: But so there's, uh, and I can't even remember how you get to it now. But Google just actually recently. Oh, uh my
1: activity. Yeah, opened oh, up. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, so if
0: you do a search, just do Google my activity. You can actually view like all Everything the stuff you've done. Google, it keeps track of everything. I'm
1: I'm pretty sure, unless you tell it otherwise, it keeps track of everything. Yeah,
0: like everything. from
1: every time. Now,
0: this is only if you have a Google account, and you are logged into that Google account when you're searching on Google, which a lot of people are. Now, Uh, I,
1: I will say, there is one really neat feature of this, and I don't know the correct link for it either, but just Google search... My Activity and Google Maps. Yeah. Because what it will show is your lifetime travel. Yeah. Essentially, is, every time you had your phone on and it was connected to GPS and your Google account, yeah. it pings it and you can see a map of the entire world with the locations yeah. of where you were throughout time. Yeah. And, and some people might consider that creepy. I consider it fascinating. And, and I'm kind of the same way. Like I, I,
0: I don't necessarily have an issue with Google keeping track of all of that because it was, I actually went through and it was kind of interesting seeing like, oh, wow, that... I remember going there 10 years ago or whatever it I, was.
1: I, I actually used it to fix a problem. Um, my, my computer was doing something weird about location. And it was like, you did something weird on January 1st, 2012. I was like, that's weird. I don't remember being somewhere weird. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. cares? So that, yeah. that was the day I went to blank.
0: Right. My my issue with it is a trust issue of I don't fully trust Google sure. to not change their mind at some point.
1: Yes. And, yes, and beyond that's...
0: that, there's the security standpoint of if it's on the internet, there's no such thing as, as complete security, and there's always the potential for something to get hacked. Now, I have absolutely nothing to hide, but it's a principle thing versus a, um, you know, I'm trying to do something nefarious and I don't want people to know about it. Um,
1: so there's a link that I'll have to make sure to put in the description. There's a, a guy named Tom Scott, and he does a – he, he's a pretty popular uh, YouTube uh, personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the like hypothetical situations he brought up
0: – Oh, yeah, Tom Scott. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, one of the hypothetical situations that he brought up was – and I shouldn't have said hypothetical because the, I, when I watched the video – I didn't realize he was making a hypothetical. I, I thought he was actually talking about the news. Hmm. It was kind of like a war and world, war of the world sort of a situation. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, he described how it, it, at Google there are.
0: This is the hypothetical.
1: Yes, this is the hypothetical. I'll make it clear, even though I think it was far more interesting immediately after watching the video, panicking like shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, so um, the hypothetical was at Google there are five people who have essentially commit access. In other words, if somebody makes a change to the code, it has to go through these five people in order for the code to go live.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And he basically said, so during one weekend back in 2012, I don't remember the actual date, um, it was a long weekend, and at like 4.45, four of the people had already gone on vacation. They weren't going to be seen for the entire week. But one of them decides to enact her plan. Her plan being to go into the Google's code and change the login information from check password to always login. So you could type in anybody's Google account and just you'd instantly log in. And he goes through and talks about what the world was like for those three days that no one fixed it. And it was, it's such an interesting video. I'll have to show it to you after this. And we'll definitely have to make sure to link it into the But he talks about how there are, like, three or four different types of people. They're the kind of people that immediately, like, deleted everything on Google and tried to secure, secure, secure. Mm-hmm. Then there are the people like, oh, I wonder what, wonder what my girlfriend's been up yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And then there are the people like, let's just cause chaos. I'm going to go and look up all of the things in the government and find all of the nasty details.
0: Or you could also just, you know, log in as the CEO of some company and send emails out. And, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah.
1: So, so those are the kind of, like, three personalities. So what would you have been? Um, if I, it depends on, I I would have most likely immediately secured everything. I would have been secure.
0: I'm pretty sure I'd be secure, and I.
1: I don't have anybody I know that I'd be so interested to see their information. I don't know. I'd also, I'm, I'm. And I don't think I'm a vigilante because I don't care enough. (laughs) No, I think, I think I would
0: secure my stuff immediately and then potentially have some, uh, chaotic fun. Yeah. I think so. Like, I.
1: It almost, would have to be, know you know. It all,
0: I, you know, I'd have to. I would. I'd be. I'd be smart about it. I'd go through tour and um, try and, you know, would not be doing it at my home. I'd go to a, you know, Starbucks keep in mind public you're, spot. You're
1: literally putting your manifesto mm. on a public podcast. Yeah, this
0: is true. <laughs> but yeah, if you, I guess, if you want to know how to uh, try and, um, uh,
1: we do not um, control your tracks. What's the what? Cover it? your tracks. That's yeah. We, we you do not condone this to, you know, at all.
0: Yeah. If you want to know how to cover your tracks online. I can uh, I can give you some pointers uh, just
1: email us at email.email.email.
0: yeah it probably exists
1: someday we'll have a website that we can actually post comments and stuff too yeah someday
0: someday someday that is on Sunday no no someday, someday on the list of things to do
1: um, but it was a, it's a really cool video um, that is and the I think the sad like punchline of the video was you would think with this unlimited power to topple governments almost. Because everyone has a Google account. Yeah. You would think that there'd be like activism everywhere. But it turn in his hypothetical situation it turns out nah, most of the news was just about people being like, here's how you fix it and also see what Deborah did?
0: Yeah. It was Well and I mean it would things. also be, you know, a, someone Again, would have to figure it out, and then you have to spread the word. Oh, so it would
1: be found out so quickly? Oh,
0: it would be found out quickly, but the spreading the word part I, would be quick, but people wouldn't pay attention right away. So, like, that's always the thing with any kind of security breach is... It's a good point. Like, it, it's it usually point, found actually. out relatively quickly. Not always. There are... Yeah. Facebook has, a, has had a number of those incidences. Um, but... You know, it makes the news, but when any kind of technical stuff, when it makes the news, it a is reported on usually terribly, and they are not describing what's actually going on. Yeah. In any remote,
1: I guess the difference here is that it would be such a simple thing to show. Yeah. Literally, I type in person at gmail.com, right. hit enter, and I'm in. Yeah. Um, but what I also going to say, speaking of that, I I got an email from Washington State University. Not an email. I actually got a like a little postcard-esque Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. letter in the mail. Yeah, saying, due to a a court order claim, you're entitled for X number of of years of privacy protection due to a... a,
0: Oh, yeah. Some breach somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that
1: like a month ago, and it's still sitting somewhere in my house. Yeah. So you're right.
0: (laughs) Right. People just don't kind of care. Yeah, and it's... And it's a combination, I think, of two things. One, some people just, they don't care. Like, Whatever my privacy, I have nothing to hide. And I think on the other level, though, is kind of a lack of understanding and almost being kind of overwhelmed by, you know, when um, uh, what was the uh, was it Experian or Equifax? Oh my God,
1: that's another topic we should talk about. I know. Now.
0: Um, one of the credit monitoring companies. I, remember I think which it was one. Experian. I think it, no, was, no, it was Equifax. It, it was, was Equifax. Equifax. Yeah. So like when Equifax leaked, and you know,
1: however, was like two hundred million. Basically, some, everyone. Yeah. Like. The only people who weren't affected were people who are so old that they don't have credit lines or so young that they don't have credit right. lines.
0: And I was I was affected. My parents were affected. You know, basically it was your social security numbers out there. Have fun. And, I de- yeah, like, it's kind of – with something like that, there's almost nothing you can do.
1: Yeah. Well
0: – I mean, I've, I've frozen my credit at same, this point, And that's same. basically all you can do. And I do. use
1: my – oh, uh, PSA. You are allowed three uh, credit reports from the three major companies. Uh, was it TransUnion, Equifax, and uh, Experian?
0: Yeah, you can get um, you can get the report from each one once, once a year, year for um, and at and the, it's very
1: important to check it out every once yes. in a while just to see if there's any like open credit lines that you weren't expecting. Right.
0: And also, since the breach, you used to have to pay to freeze your credit and then pray to pay to unfreeze your credit. You don't have to do that anymore.
1: Well, I don't know. So I, I froze mine immediately – not immediately, like within a couple of days yeah. of it. And on Equifax and uh, Experian, I didn't have to pay. But TransUnion was going to make me pay.
0: No longer. Okay. That's great. Yeah, that's Shane because I froze Which, all my credit. Now and that then... we're on
1: this topic, this is another thing that I hate. Oh,
0: we should talk about credit at some point.
1: That's a good one. T- throw it on the list. Yeah. Um, but before you do, listen to this little nugget. Uh. Why do credit unions exist, and why are they allowed it to exist?
0: You mean – um No,
1: not credit unions. Um, um, credit collecting companies, credit
0: – I don't know what – Credit what, monitoring agencies? Yeah, unions? something like that. Whatever, whatever Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion are.
1: Because – so it goes back to what we said before. Um, with Google, I have given my permission for them to use my information. This makes sense. It's a It's a transaction that I've done. I said, hey, Google, I would like to use your services because I think they're pretty neat. And Google said, oh, you can totally do that. Just I let me collect some information about you to make both our services better and other services better. And I'm like, okay, that's a great, great transaction. No one ever asked me if Equifax, TransUnion, or Experian could collect information on me. That just exists because I exist. And there's no way to turn it off. It doesn't go away, it is just there and it will yeah. always be there. I, If anything is criminal, criminal in terms of privacy, intense. it is those companies.
0: So, um, I have a friend of a friend who lives in the Czech Republic, he is Czech, and uh, the Equifax breach was international news because it was insane.
1: Yeah. And oh, I
0: remember, God. you know, posting on Facebook of this is how you freeze your credit. This is where you can go to check to see if your information was a breach, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he, he was responding like, I don't get it. Like, what? what is the point of all of this? And I was trying to explain and I was like, I don't know. Like, I understand the concept of credit as far as, um, you know, a company – once, if you're getting a loan from somebody, they want to be know they want to know that you'll actually pay the loan off.
1: Well, what they really want to know is how much money you'll make them. Right. Which back in the you know really bad days, the Wild West of credit, yeah. it was like, oh, we want to give credit to the people who aren't going to pay back because right. we'll make more money on the fees than the right bill on everything right. else. But it's a,
0: but it's if something gets screwed up and it's not your fault, there's almost nothing you can do. No. And so yeah. yeah. Anyway, as a
1: person with the name Jeff Allen, which is extremely common, yeah, um, the number of times I've had incorrect things on my credit reports—the reason why I check it every every third of a year—is yeah. um, astounding. Yeah. It's like, oh, you you oh, you lived in um, Wisconsin and you got a ticket that you never paid off, which means you can't get your driver's license uh. renewed. That actually happened and it took like three or four days to get cleared oh, up. Oh, I
0: remember this actually. This was, was you were out here still. Or you were No, out. I
1: was out I was back at Spokane, but I was still having my license oh, right cleared. Yeah. It was a it was a mess. I remember um, yeah. But yeah, um, basically sucks.
0: Yeah. And um, I mean fortunately I have a less common name, Aaron Pinsker, the, the Pinsker being the less common one. Oh, huh, who um, knew? I yeah. always thought
1: Aaron was weird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, not as... I, I mean, know. you do
1: spell it with six A's.
0: I know, it's true. It's A-A-A-A-Ron.
1: Ah, Ron!
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as I know, I've never had any issues, um, which is really fascinating. I don't think I've ever had a credit card number stolen. Um, Definitely had that. My dad has had his one of his credit cards. In the last year, it's been stolen like three or four times, mm-hmm. and he does not know why. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Unfortunately, the the it's a Southwest card, and they've been really good at you know little yeah. plug for Southwest credit card. It's very well worth it.
1: Hey Southwest, hook us up.
0: Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Um, so I think
1: I think we've kind of beaten. To, to, to summarize, I think I think privacy is a in, intrinsic human right.
0: But you have the right to give it up as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, just like any possession I have, I can sell it. I can give it away. Yeah. If I need to. Yeah.
0: And um,
1: But as for the, the, the one of the original questions was, is it a luxury? Again, yes. A hundred percent yes. Because think about it, the reason Google asks for your privacy is because every service Google provides is free. Right, you are paying for it with your information. Yeah, our data has value, which is the reason why you really need to protect your data.
0: Yeah, or data. which brings us back to like the original thing of the the opinion piece by Google talking about how privacy shouldn't be luxury, and Apple feeling like it was a subtle jab at them. Um,
1: really, it's a jab. It's at kind of a Google. jab at
0: Google because it's like if. Google didn't want privacy to be a luxury. They could very easily fix, fix that. It. Yeah, and, and, you know, for me, like, I am more than happy to pay. I mean, A, I love Apple products. I know some people don't, and I get it. But I also really appreciate the fact that they focus on privacy, and that is one of their big selling points. And the fact that, you know, they don't offer as many free services because of that.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this. I am not an Apple user. Not because I don't like them or anything. I actually have to use one for my uh, – use a uh, MacBook Pro for work, um, and I've gotten used to it. It's more just I'm in the Google ecosystem. Right. Everything works well with Google, and that's kind of how these things end up working right, anyways. Exactly. But I will say one thing that extremely impressed me about Apple was a long time ago – FBI. Yeah. Basically, there was a um, – I don't remember the full situation, but there was, there was, was some a... something that an iPhone – information in an iPhone could have been used –
0: there was a potential terrorist attack in California, or I think there was a there was um, there was a shooting in California that was linked to some Islamic terrorist attack, and they had the phone, yes. they had the iPhone yes. of uh, one of the um, uh, uh, suspected. suspects, suspected, and they couldn't get into it, uh, and yeah, because it was password protected, and um, you, the Fifth Amendment, you don't have to give up that password, yeah. Um, Ooh, we could talk about biometrics versus passwords in that regard. That's another one. Yeah. Um, Someday
1: we should just talk about all the amendments. That would yes, be a one. Yes, there we room. go.
0: Um, anyways, so uh, I can't remember if... He may have been... I think he may have gotten killed at that point, but they wanted to still get into the phone to see if there was anything else going on. And, and basically
1: it sparked this entire question of should there be electronic backdoors to phones? Yeah. Um, and first of all, the answer to that is hell no.
0: Because there is no such thing as a secure back door.
1: No, never.
0: No, it's kind of like, think about if you leave your home and you leave your back door unlocked, don't tell anybody, but you leave it unlocked just in case you forget your key. It's still unlocked. Yeah. And somebody
1: could figure it out. It's basically whenever you're programming something, always assume malicious intent. (laughs) If if I wanted to do something harmful, could I do something Mm -hmm. harmful with the way this is programmed? Yeah. And the answer is if, yeah... There was a government-issued backdoor to all electronics. Um, yeah, okay. The government's the only one that knows the key. Yeah. Also, all the people that programmed it. Also, the government's not necessarily the strongest person to hold that key. Right.
0: Exactly. And it's the more people who know about the key, the more likely it is to leak. The more likely. Yeah. There's
1: there's there's no yeah. way to control it.
0: And so basically, in this situation, the government was asking for Apple to... Didn't they almost,
1: like, force? So... I thought there was, like, a subpoena or something.
0: So what they did, it was was actually, it was kind of fascinating. Um, Basically, so so the government originally, you know, they basically asked Apple, can you get us in? And Apple said no. And then they said, well, can you push an update to the phone that would allow us to get in? And Apple said yes, but we're not going to. And then the government subpoenaed Apple, and Apple fought the subpoena, and eventually what happened was... Um, The FBI backed down, and then to this day, I don't know if this is true or not, they say they were able to get a third-party company to break into the phone for them.
1: I mean, it's possible. It's
0: possible. Yeah. Honestly, what I think is, even if they did actually get this third-party company to do it, I think the government was afraid to set a precedent.
1: Yes. I, I think If it
0: went against them. 100%. And um, yeah. And I give Apple a lot of credit because they were going to stand their ground and they were going to
1: for the basically force humanity.
0: force a precedent one way or the other.
1: Yeah. And um, I'll say this. You could think, but this guy was a criminal. And knowing what's in that phone could have saved lives. Here's the thing. Once that backdoor exists, there's no guarantee it's going to only be used for criminals. Right. As soon as a company can make money off of said backdoor, mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And there's been a lot of interesting software and hardware updates to iPhones, specifically designed to prevent this type of stuff yes. moving forward. So um, there used to be a uh, basically a black box. It's literally um, I can't remember the exact name, but it was called a black box, which is a technical term for a thing um, <laughs> where basically um, like if you went through a border check or TSA or whatnot, and they said unlock your phone. And somebody was stupid enough to unlock their phone. I, that's not, that's mean, unaware that they don't have to unlock yes, their phone. Yeah. They could then plug it into this device, clone the phone, and then give it back to yeah, you. Yeah. And what Apple has done now is if you unlock your phone and give it to somebody, if they plug it into a computer, you have to put in the password again. I like that. And then beyond that, if um, you haven't put in your password for, um, I think it's like an hour now. Yeah, um, you have to put it in again. No, not that you. Um, you don't have. It's not that you have to put it in again. Is that if I plug this into a computer, the USB data is completely cut off until I put the password in again. Got it. So if somebody were to steal the phone and try and clone it, they couldn't because the clone device literally wouldn't see the phone.
1: That makes sense. So um, I'll say this, uh, Android. Recent, recently did an update. I can't remember if it's the latest version of Android or, you know, two previous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that I love. Uh, so as most phones have, you can get into a phone numbers of ways. Uh, if you have an iPhone, you can get in by entering your passcode or using Face ID.
0: Or fingerprint on the older ones.
1: Or fingerprint on the older ones, which is actually important for what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, on most Android devices, you have the three options, you know, pass, phrase, code, whatever. Um, face or ID or...
0: Pattern. Or, or fingerprint. Or
1: fingerprint. Um, so four, kind and of. the one of the updates that they actually pushed is there's a way that you can instigate like emergency mode, mm-hmm. which basically means it disables all the easy ones and you have to enter a passcode. Mm-hmm. This is extremely useful for say you get pulled over by the cops and they want to go through your yeah. phone. If you engage this this mode, they can't just take your thumb and press it yeah. on the fingerprint. The
0: iPhone has the exact same thing. It's, I think it just
1: it makes so much sense yeah. because yeah. first of all. How horrible would it be if, you know, you get pulled over or something and the cop is so vindictive that he yeah. wants to go through your phone he just holds it up to your face and it scans itself in. Right.
0: Which is awesome with the iPhone because if you have your eyes closed, it won't. I wonder if mine works. I don't know. Uh, you um, keep talking. I'm going to test it. Yeah. So, um...
1: I can't tell if it's on or off. can't tell. I, my eyes are closed and I'm trying to look at my phone. Um, yeah, I can't
0: really... There's is a, it on? Uh, no. Ah, good. So there's uh, <laughs> Apple released a a utility called Shortcuts, which basically allows you to create scripts of things you can do that tap into Siri and whatnot, and um, shortly after it came out, a bunch of people released cool little scripts and whatnot, and um, one of them was called I'm Being Pulled Over, and you can say, hey Siri, I'm being pulled over, and it does this whole slew of things where it completely locks the phone, so you can't get in without um, your password, um, it will send a text message to whoever you want to tell them saying, hey, I'm being pulled over. This is my current location. Um, it's
1: kind of unfortunate that we have to do this, right. but... And
0: then it will start recording on,
1: Oh, that's
0: um, I think, on the front camera.
1: Now, is that admissible? And because as far as I'm aware, recording without somebody's knowledge is not... It legal.
0: depends on the state. So there are two levels of the law. It's um and I I don't remember what Colorado's at.
1: Which I mean, still I don't think it's illegal oh, Anyways, keep going. Sorry. Yeah,
0: it's so it it could be illegal. Um, so it depends on the on the state. It's either you need consent from one party, um, meaning at least somebody knows the record the call is being recorded or the interactions being recorded. That's incorrect. Or you need consent from both parties. The idea being that you can't have a third party that nobody knows about recording your conversation. Sure. Um, but, however, in a public situation, like you're being pulled over by oh, yeah, a co- if cop. It's publicly, if it's
1: publicly, it's one p- of those things, um, something to privacy, it's a, a, a expected, no. Oh, um, yeah, there's a phrase.
0: Yeah, there's, um, that phrase? Oh, um, there, bother. Yeah, it's like, exp- yeah, I know exactly what you're talking Damn about. Damn
1: we might just right. have to pause We to might, look we it up might real quick. have to look this okay, up. We're, we're going uh, to pause briefly, and there okay, is no, 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 no. We're, we're no. back. We're back. Okay. Uh, we figured it out. What is it, Aaron?
0: There is no reasonable expectation of privacy. Basically, meaning if you are out in a public area, there is no reasonable expectation that you are in a private area. Yeah. Thus, if somebody takes a picture of you, that's totally okay. It may be a little creepy.
1: But yeah, I mean there's probably some some things you can do there, yeah. but it's the reason why if I take a family vocation family vocation. Family vacation and take family photos, I don't have to go through and blur everyone's face. Right. It's the reason why I imagine if you record somebody at a restaurant well, actually a restaurant might be considered private. Either way, if you record somebody on the street, mm-hmm. it's probably perfectly fine because it, there, there is no right. expectation of privacy in a public street. Yeah, my
0: guess is it's probably any public area that falls into, but yeah, in any a private, it, a private area, be a res- private. like any private. Although business.
1: it's probably a, a gray area because a restaurant is a place that is owned, but also public. Like I yeah. wouldn't expect to be, I wouldn't expect to be able to go into a restaurant and say something and have no one hear it. Right. Right.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. Now, if you were like paying for the back room or something, that's probably.
1: How how long have we been going here?
0: Um, I was actually going to point that out that we're um, almost at 45 minutes. So I'm thinking we might have to call it it and then. Maybe do
1: a part two. um, Yeah. And we'll talk about security Security and and data mining. And data mining some other time. Just because we promised it up front, data mining is basically taking a whole mess load of data. And trying to find trends that you can use uh, in various ways. Yeah,
0: either to better advertise to people, which is Google, that's their big thing. is yeah, more or less. They mine like your emails and whatnot to kind of give you directed advertisements, which quite honestly in some ways isn't a bad thing necessarily. If I'm already
1: going to be advertised, I'd rather be advertised for things I care about than yeah. things I don't.
0: Um, but it can also be used for more nefarious purposes, um, especially in, in the political arena, which... Um, very much happened in the 2016 election. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but Would data want... mining itself—it's—it's really—it's honestly, from a technical standpoint, fascinating.
1: Oh, it's really cool. Uh, I had to do plenty of classes on it yeah. when I was in school. Uh, one of the most accessible examples of this is Netflix. Uh, every time you watch mm. a movie and you like rate it, you know, five stars, Netflix knows this, keeps a record of everything that you've rated five stars, and uses that information to say oh, another person watched that movie rated at five stars, that means they'll probably like the same things that you like, mm-hmm. and so I'll start recommending things that you Word. like for and that person.
0: they don't tell you who that person was, No, again, it's, it's
1: more or less anonymous, yeah. um, so. and it's useful. It's the reason why the more Netflix you watch, the better Netflix is at knowing what you like.
0: Exactly. Uh, Which... It's
1: another reason why rating things is actually useful mm-hmm. if you actually care to get good. Um, but I'll also say this. Those explicit data points, such as the rating, are not the only things that they use. Oh, of course not. The other thing that they probably use is, if I watch a movie for five minutes, and then turn it off and switch to something else, Netflix is probably going to go, he probably didn't like that yeah. movie, and yeah. use that information.
0: And if you have watched the movie more than once, it's, it's going to be like, you probably like this movie, let's try yeah. and go from there. I will say, however, Netflix's um, suggestions are usually really awful. Yeah. Like, they they, I, they Their model sucks.
1: Well, and I think a lot of it has to do with how many how many Netflix videos have you actually rated?
0: Mm, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. So
1: they're going on incomplete information that yeah.
0: we're saying. Which I mean, anyways.
1: Uh, another algorithm that I think is probably better but worse at the same time <laughs> is YouTube's algorithm, mm. um, <clears throat> which uses your watch habits yeah. to try to predict right. more. And
0: they can pull in because it's YouTube is Google. They can pull information from yes. not just what you're watching on YouTube, but what you've searched for well, on like, Google for all of this.
1: I missed one of the most important data points for selling your privacy so google has an application um, called google rewards Mm -hmm. Uh, and it basically what it is is every once in a while it'll pop up and say hey here's a survey if you want to take it real quick we'll give you a couple cents Um, and i use it because it's usually questions like did you just go to king supers right yes did you use a credit card to pay your purchase yes here's 20 cents Cool. I did literally nothing and right. got 20 like, cents. How did you know I went to Supers though? Uses the location data. Okay. Um, that's and, what I figured. Yeah. Bye. And I, I've, I've gotten some recent ones that are kind of interesting. The ones that are kind of cool are like, hey, we've recently noticed that you watched this YouTube video. Would this YouTube video be a good recommendation for your next one after that? I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm yeah. playing a part in this algorithm. Yeah. I'm okay um, with that. And because of this, the reason I do it is it gives me uh, store credit. So I can buy other oh, apps thanks. and maybe in in app purchases. That makes sense. It's it's basically it takes like five seconds of my time and I get a cumulative uh, good amount of money. Yeah. But this is a explicit example where I am literally selling my information for money.
0: So to wrap up at this point. Um Kind of going back to how, how we're, where we started with all of this is how do we feel about privacy and whatnot?
1: Is it um, a human right?
0: Right, and we actually I, we didn't. Neither of us realized this until you know Jeff brought up uh, Roe v. Wade that from the government standpoint there is a right to privacy, and and uh, of all of the court cases, Roe v. Wade is the one that that did that. So um, you do have a right to privacy. However, at the same time, you have a right to give that privacy up to. Corporations, um, And that's kind of up to you. And my feeling is if you want to give it up, awesome. However, the company that is asking you to give it up should be very upfront about that.
1: Yeah. I and think... that's
0: where my problem with especially Facebook comes in.
1: I think from the pers- the personal perspective, it's pretty cut, fo- cut and straightforward. Um, I have a right to my privacy and I also have the right to sell it. But we probably should regulate how companies use it.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. you know, of the company can collect all this information about you, yeah. but they can't then just sell it willy nilly to other people or also, something like
1: that. Those those end user uh, agreements, oh, terms things, and conditions terms and conditions those should definitely be fixed because right now no one reads them, no. and that's what they want in kind of a way.
0: Right, I mean, because most of it is. You know, ninety percent legalese BS that doesn't matter, and then ten percent really important things that
1: that you really should. There was
0: actually a really funny South Park
1: yeah. episode about um, that. There was also this one time I don't remember where it was, but someone literally read the terms and services for every Apple oh, uh, yeah. thing, and it took like forty eight hours. Yeah. They did it on a live stream. Yeah,
0: there's um. So what company? Oh, there's a kind of a bank called Simple. Simple Bank. It's an online only bank. <laughs> And I remember I opened up an account with them forever ago. And every once in a while, they'll update their terms and services. And what's really nice is they summarize it bullet point by bullet point. Very simple. This is how it should be. And obviously, there is more should, to it and you can read it. But it's kind of like, you this be, is the gist of it. If you want to get more in depth, it's there. But really, this I is think, what you I need think to do. I think a know.
1: company should be penalized if their terms of service is not human readable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and the, the more final, than a page. Yeah. Well, no, it can definitely be long because sometimes yeah. there are things that require a lot of things, yeah. but at the very least there should be a summary yes. and it should be very human readable mm-hmm. and then bullet points would be great.
0: There should be an abstract. <laughs> oh my God.
1: No, 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 not an abstract. That just makes it worse. Um, <laughs> Anyways, so, our final so word. I, I don't. Before I get to the final word, I just want to make one last statement and that is you're, you're, I'm talking to everyone who's listening, which is the like three people who still are. Yeah. Um, your personal information is valuable. Please protect it. Yes. Be careful with who you give it to. And every once in a while, make sure to think about when you click I accept to things. Yeah, and definitely
0: check out Google My Activity.
1: Yeah, super cool stuff. A little creepy. Very concerning. You can also But change. fascinating
0: to know what's actually out there. And yet you can change things. You can delete history. You can it's... also
1: limit how much it collects. Mm-hmm. I believe and up to three months. I
0: would highly, highly suggest... Um, Going do, do a Google search for Facebook privacy so you can figure out all of the plethora of oh locations I, to go into off. to actually they're, they're make not, your profile. Problem. They're not helping you. No, it's um, a pain in okay. the butt. Anyway, so
1: the final word is Octothorpe. Let me Octothorpe. and I actually have my phone, so I'm gonna try to get this to play. Octothorpe. 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 Is it one more time? Octothorpe. Is it O C T O O C T O. T H O R P E.
0: So, octo means eight. Yep, that would be very cool. Okay, is eight a part of this? Um, kind of. Kind of, okay. Thorpe. I, the, the, octothorpe. There's something familiar around Thorpe.
1: Thorpe.
0: Octothorpe.
1: I have a feeling you will never get
0: this. Um, eight legged Thorpe. Being
1: like a thor- <laughs> like a thoraxis? I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. Um, hashtag Octothorpe.
0: Hashtag Octothorpe. Um Something to do
1: with Twitter? Nope. Well, kind of. Something to do with tagging things? Octothorpe. Another term for the pound sign. <laughs> oh, I get that makes sense. That totally makes... Because there's eight points on the pound sign. Yeah, kind of. That's why I said... kind of. Is there it's, eight? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's nine...
0: There's eight. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, yeah, yeah, but there's nine squares. Right, there's nine squares, but there's eight
1: points. Octothorpe. That's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. That actually makes sense. (laughs) Well, except for I have no idea what the hell a Thorpe is.
0: Um, I'm looking up Thorpe. A Thorpe is, okay, that's not what I wanted. (laughs) A village or Hamlet?
1: Oh, of course. Eight villages or Hamlet's.
0: Interesting.
1: Anyways, so go on with the rest of your life, people, and now you are, are smarter for knowing what an octothorpe is.
0: Yay, until next time when we talk more about security and data mining. Or I mean,
1: something else because the inspiration changes.
0: This is also true.